0: Listener-supported WDB Studios. Hello, and welcome to the Brewster Piscine Reviewed, a podcast where I review different facets of the Brewster-centered planet on a five-star scale. I'm Shoeless DB, and today I'll be reviewing Failing in the Brewster. Let's get started. I'm a big podcast guy. I like listening to them. hell I record them, obviously. Um, I like recommending them and getting recommendations for them. And one of the podcasts I enjoy listening to is the Tim Ferriss Show. On his show, Tim interviews top performers in every imaginable field and asks them very intriguing and open questions. One such question is, how is a failure or a parent failure set you up for later success? Answers to this question run the gamut from business failures to school failures to personality failures. But I end up contemplating this question quite often in my own life. You see, my own unconscionable number of failures, as much as I load them, have set me up for later successes, either from lessons learned, a hardened girdiness, or just an ability to view things in a proper way proper perspective. One such failure, and for the benefit of the BBA community, an athletic failure, still haunts me to this day, yet it's something I've grown to be almost, well, almost thankful for. It was 1994, a cool, calm evening in May. I was a junior in high school pitching for our varsity squad against our crosstown rivals. I had two and a third fairly clean innings on the mound, and then and, and then it happened. I planted a fastball about ten feet in front of home plate, didn't even reach the dirt around home. My next pitch sailed four feet over my catcher's head. The next one I bounced up there. I remember my coach yelling from the dugout and asking if I was okay. I I felt okay, my arm didn't hurt, I wasn't tired, but I just couldn't I just couldn't grip the ball. It was like I'd never touched or thrown a baseball before. All those years and months and days and afternoons of playing baseball, playing catch without a thought or a care like breathing and now there I was not knowing how to throw it's like I forgot how to breathe how to inhale how to exhale ball four landed in the left handed batter's box at the time I didn't really understand what was happening I still don't understand why it happened I went through several more batters that inning. Wild pitches were interrupted by random, rare strikes, which I felt maybe the umpire was just feeling sorry for me at some points. After several runs, I was pulled from the game and sent to third base. The next batter hit a nice two-hopper to me. It was perfect for a double play. I rotated to throw to second felt like my mind's instructions, along with all the muscle memory built through the years, just didn't speak the same language my arm understood. The ball flew 20 feet over second and into right field. I walked onto the field that day, a, a baseball player, a kid. I walked off the field well, I'm still not sure, to be honest. I had never heard of the Yips before. I had never heard of Steve Blass of the Pittsburgh Pirates, it was before Rick Keel's time. I just knew I couldn't throw like I did before. I tried pitching several games after the day with similar, similar results. I went from being at the top of the rotation to being scratched as even an option. I didn't pitch an inning throughout the entire Legion season that summer. That summer, but I did play baseball. Through a ton of throwing errors, I learned I needed to focus when I threw solely on my footwork, and I needed to throw as hard as I possibly could. Every throw, every time. It was the in between throws that bit me, though, like a throw from home. We were playing in to prevent a run from scoring. If I was at third, I just couldn't throw as hard as I could. I was too close, and that slight change wreaked havoc on my ability to make just a simple toss, a simple throw. But I learned to adapt. I learned to forget about the cries from the dugout and the stands when I threw a ball away. I learned to block out the body language of my first baseman as he ran after my overthrow. I could figure this shit out. I had to was figuring it out or quit behind The next year, halfway through the Legion season, I was dicking around with the guys during their bullpen session at a practice. We were emulating pitchers from the MLB, which is a a made-up baseball league for those that don't understand what I'm talking about there. Um, The MLB players, we would emulate their wind-ups, their throwing style, everything. I grabbed a ball and pretended to be Dennis Eckersley. I dropped down completely sidearm and threw a strike. I did it again and again and again and again. I could fucking throw sidearm. I could maybe fucking pitch sidearm. A week went by and another week and I kept working with it in the bullpen or after practice or at home with a buddy. I started dropping down lower on my throws to first. I started playing catch at a lower arm angle. I could could fucking do this. We were up by eight runs in a throwaway out-of-town game when I finally convinced our legion coach to put me on the mound. He told me I had absolutely no runs to work with. If a guy scored, I was done. Well, it wasn't a clean inning, but it was a scoreless one. And it earned me another opportunity. And another... I went off to college the next year to play baseball, to play shortstop, but I was still a young kid who wanted to pitch, to be in control of the game, to be on the mound. And I did. Fuck you, Yips. Failing in the BBA can come in various forms. A bad trade a bad free agent signing, terrible extension, just being Boise, you know, whatever. One of my current failures I'm working through in the BBA with the California Crusaders is the signing of Miguel Ramos to a contract guaranteeing him over $20 million per season for six years. I did that in right before the 2039 season. Basically in my first week as the GM of the Crusaders. Right now we're in year 3 of that contract, and Ramos has, at 32 I think, deteriorated into a number 3 or 4 starter, definitely not worthy of a top 2% contract in the league. And Just a shout out or side note to Ron, I have no idea if that percentage is correct, I completely made it up. But we all make mistakes in this game. It's almost impossible not to, because even doing nothing can be a failing sometimes. But it's how we go about dealing with the failures that matter. Are you going to quit? Are you just going to give up on a season or two? Fuck that. I'm going to make the Ramos contract work, or trade him with a prospect sweetener, or just eat the contract entirely and deal with it that way. Hell, He'll probably be a really expensive, mediocre bullpen arm that last season. And it's okay. The failure was done. But it's the dwelling on the failure that will hurt you. Learn from it. Move on. Find another way forward. I give failing in the Brewster three stars. I also give the yips... Zero fucking stars. I still can't throw a legitimate BP session. It's weird. No kid wants me throwing as hard as I can sidearm for batting practice for some reason. Whatever. This episode of the Bruce scene Reviewed was written by me, directed by me, and produced by me. I'm the technical director and the creative director. If there's a topic you'd like reviewed on the Bruce scene Reviewed, please send me a message on Slack or a private message on the forums. Have a kick-ass day.